Hello and welcome to the Blind Shots Podcast. I'm your host David Hill, coming to you from high atop the ridge framing the third fairway on the old McDonald course at Bandon Dunes. And this is Season 5, Episode 5. This is the second offering of this season's Americans in Oregon series, wherein Matt, Fred, and I recount our trip to the Oregon coast this past summer with a few of our comrades. This episode is the Old Mac edition of the series. Old McDonald was the fourth course constructed at the Bandon Dunes Resort, uh, the brainchild of architects Tom Doak and Jim Urbina. Given perhaps the least spectacular portion of the land at the resort uh, to work with, the designer-builder pair created an homage course to Golden Age architect Charles Blair McDonald in his work, hence the old Mac name. The result is a spectacular collection of modern interpretations of template holes. What are template golf holes? Well, they aren't copies of other holes exactly, but rather they're borrowing the conceptual and risk-reward theories from well-established golf strategies and laying them out on a new golf course. Some at Old Mac were very familiar, like the Beer Ritz and the Road Hole Greens that I recognized instantly. I at least knew what I was supposed to do there, execution notwithstanding. While others, like the Little Stone and the Westward Ho Holes, required a bit of help from my caddy. It all amounted to great fun and a hell of a way to start the trip together. Before we dive into the episode, a reminder that the Blind Shots podcast is made possible without commercial interruption by my day job as David Hill Realtor with Rector Hayden Realtors. I help people sell their houses and find their new homes, as well as helping investors and businesses with their commercial property interests uh, right here in central Kentucky. It's always a great time to be a homeowner. If you want to know what's happening in our market, please reach out. Feel free to email me at davidhill at rhr.com. I'll be happy to get a conversation started with you. Uh, Old Mac is world class, certainly better than I expected. We hammer that idea home in this episode, and then for reasons passing understanding or sobriety, at the end of the discussion, I propose an idea so bold, so full of heresy, that it almost left Fred speechless. Stick around for that. Uh, That and much more now here with Matt and Fred. You know, last time we we chatted, we kind of talked in generalities about the the vibe of the the Bandon Dunes Resort, basically through our accommodations, through some food choices, and then the the two non traditional courses, Bandon Preserve and and the Punch Bowl. And today, I wanted to kind of start us on our journey of the of Bandon Dunes, the big courses. And I thought the opening, our opening morning, set an interesting tone. Um, hopping on the bus, heading to the practice range, and then over to Old Mac. Kind of, um, for me, it just felt like a kind of epic, almost surreal experience. I don't know if it was the buildup because it had been in the queue for so long. You know, that was a, we, we made that reservation, I don't know, 18, 19 months ahead of time. So it was something, it was a big commitment stuck on the calendar for a long time for, for our group which kind of mirrored our Scotland trip. You know, we had that scheduled for a year. So I had literally almost exactly a year to look forward to it. I don't do well with that kind of weight. I mean, I like having something out there to look forward to, but man, the the daydream and the escapism just, just takes over and goes to wild places. So to actually be there, it's not a letdown. It's more of a, for me, it was just kind of a sense of relief, you know, combined with the awe of the physical surroundings. 
and what Old Mac presents. So I just wanted to present those to you guys a little bit. Um, I thought, you know, Char Charlotte's, we didn't talk about it last time, but that was the little barbecue taco stand there at the the common practice facility. And I think when we got off the bus and looked at the practice facility, especially the second day, the first day we were the only ones out there, 6.30 or 6.45 a.m. But that was the moment it hit me, that bus ride over and then seeing that practice facility, just the, the gigantic scale of the operation that is Bandon Dunes. You know, they, the two horse, you got the horseshoe range plus the other range we started on. There's got to be room for, you know, if they filled them, if they had a tournament and filled ranges in both directions, what, 200, 300 golfers out there at a time? I mean, that's, I've been to Orange County National in Orlando. That's where they have the PGA show. And it's this big, giant thing. It's kind of like a firing squad where all of the equipment is on the outside. All the tees are on the outside of a circle and you hit into the middle. And I think it's like 550 or something yards across. So there's even long hitters aren't knocking it across. But just to see the scale of that was eye-opening. I don't know if that if you guys were too groggy-eyed or paid attention, but Matt, I'll I'll throw this one to you just to as the opening salvo of actual golf experience outside of the punch bowl to show up to Charlotte's. Unfortunately, when it's closed the first day, um, sort of what impressions or, or what memories did you have of that well the folks that listened to the previous episode will may remember um that i talked about the fact that uh i had i had purchased some beers for you gentlemen to enjoy when you got there and some of them continued to actually still be there when you arrived um because Very i took soon. care of the rest of them and i'm i'm an old man Far older than my age at this point, um, thanks to my kids. And so I don't I don't get after it like that the way that I used to. Um, but just because of the circumstances and the way that things broke, um, I, I had a very enjoyable, uh, you know, first day there partly by myself. And then when you guys got there uh, and I paid for it the next morning in a big, big way. Um, in a way that I haven't before that in quite a while. Um, so the very first part of the trip was me trying to make sure that I did not embarrass myself by yakking in the middle of the, the bus over or the practice range or the first couple of holes at Old Mac. So we're off um, and running now, folks. Oh, it was, it was, it was something. Uh, to say the least. But so once I, and Fred, I'm sure Fred remembers this because I probably shot him a look a couple of times like, I'm not sure what's going to happen next. But once I got to the point where I got my feet under me a little bit and was like, okay, I don't think I'm going to embarrass myself. Um, I could look around and and yeah, it was one of those, we kind of walked out onto the onto the practice range and we'll get to this a little bit more when we talk about Old Mac specifically. But yeah, the the scale of things there um, is more than I was expecting. You know, it's and it's not the only practice facility there. No, that's it, just the big one. That's right. Exactly. Um, and so, again, I because I knew there were multiple facilities, I was not expecting to walk out and see something like the size of that. Um but again, given my limited capabilities at that time, it was 
I'm going to grab like two or three clubs. I'm going to swing a few times, make sure I don't fall over. And then I'm going to call that a win. And I'm going to walk back and I'm going to stand and watch you guys warm up a little bit. Did you, did you suffer any Brian Wrights? Did you hit a foot to two feet behind <laughs> the ball with your first swing? No, um, no, I was now most likely that's because I probably took about a third of a swing to start with. I think I probably pulled out a wedge and hit the ball about 18 yards, roughly, just to make sure I could start the motion. Um, but no, I, I took it. It was an abbreviated session, shall we say. With experience comes the wisdoms. Fred, follow that intro. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got good ones on this one. Um, <laughs> there's not many times that uh, I'm sitting on some type of public conveyance and the guy next to me looks over and says, you might want to move. <laughs> and I say, what do you mean there, buddy? Are you okay there, Matt? He's like, you might want to move. <laughs> and I said, why? He's like, Fred, no less than two and a half hours ago, I was standing outside in this bitter-ass, wet, cold rain with, with my bare feet, squishing my feet in the, in the grass, trying not to puke in the trees. And I said, oh, shit, buddy. <laughs> I'll move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's how that, yeah, that's how it started for me. Uh, you know, other than my, as we talked about briefly, my, my, uh, my comeuppance in the, uh, in the room of terror that we had the night that my uh, friend and I stayed in with the screen door and the nature coming in and the, the dying refrigerator and all that good stuff. Um, that's how I started the trip was I thought Matt was going to puke on me. Um, so then I left Matt and moved up a couple rows and talked to the lovely lady that was the bus driver. That was a delightful lady. That was a very good conversation. Um, and uh, she gave us uh, everybody there, every bus I took, everybody, to everybody told me the weather. I mean, I think that like everybody out there wakes up and watches the weather channel for like an hour and then goes to work because everybody told me the weather like, oh, it's going to be like, uh, oh, at about 1145, this is going to break. And sure enough, within like a five, 10 minute window, there went the there went the the dew and the and the fog. And it was very odd out there. But um, but yeah, so the range, like you said, very big, a uh, little breathtaking. Um, the fog was the fog made it look a lot smaller the first day, if I remember correctly. Uh, the yeah. second day, I was I was really taken aback by the by the scale. I mean, it it was a large chunk of land that they were that they have to drive to pick up golf balls there. Um, You're right. You know, you know, the, the fog fog stepping in, it kind of set the tone. It's like, OK, here's what your morning yeah. is going to be. Yeah. Um, which wasn't there the second day, luckily. You know, the, the first day we were the first ones out there because we were were pace setting at 7 a.m. first off. Um, the second day, which we'll get to some other time, with packed dunes, you know, that was a little more leisurely paced. I think we got there maybe 8.30 or 9, and which has its, pos its pros and cons because the pros were Charlotte's was open. We could get breakfast there. Uh, the cons were the horse, the half of the range that was open that day was absolutely jam packed full. Mm -hmm. I mean, there had, there had to be a, a couple of hundred golfers out there. And that's where we talked about, you know, the crows made their money there while people were going and hitting golf balls, getting into golf bags. Um, but really that range, I mean, it's, it's a practice range. It's a place to go pound balls or putt, but 
um, just kind of seeing how many people were, were filling in off those buses was just, um, you know, we'd played sand Valley. I've been around Pinehurst, but it's so segregated. You never see such a single mass of humanity for golf like that. It, it was, it was something. I mean, well, it's a, go it's ahead, Matt. quite an operation as far as the shuttles and whatnot go, because yeah. I mean, they're, they're moving people in and out real quick. Um, and like you said, when, when it was that second day and there were people everywhere, I mean, there were shuttles rolling up every, every minute or two and, you know, eight off, eight on 12 off, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it never had to wait very long. You know, it was great, you know, um, but, uh, I want to I want to take a step back. That range, if, if there was a range like that anywhere around here, um, Matt, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but like I would join the range because <laughs> I mean it had the practice putting green was probably like an acre. I mean it was it's that's an over exaggeration, but not it was by, huge. not by much. It was huge, um, and I mean you could just go there and you know pop in some earbuds and if you don't have you know anything to do at home you could lose yourself there quite easily just like you said pounding balls and bunkers everywhere and uh, it was beautiful though I mean like I said if it if there was something like that around here it would be hard for me not to uh not to want to be there a couple times a week I might actually be good again oh let's let's be reasonable yeah Um, yeah yeah. that's true too we hop on the bus. We head over for our for our first experience at Old Mac. Um, one of the things we mentioned before that I liked about Bandon is that there are no, as far as I know, no common clubhouses save for um, Bandon Preserve and Bandon Trails. So each course has its own pro shop. And so that's kind of our entree. We get dropped off. The, the caddy starts sizing us up, start weighing our bags, seeing who's going to get moved out into a, a shoulder, a different shoulder bag. Um, and it's, we're in, that's our introduction to the fog. It's thick over at Old Mac because it's, it's, you know, stretches to the coast. I didn't know, I did the opposite of, of Scotland. I didn't watch a lot of videos of, of, I guess Bandon, you know, they have video cameras out there on, on, I, I watched for the weather. I was seeing, okay, what are the, the people that aren't caddies wearing out there? Uh, it's a place that's impossible to pack for. Um, but to get out there at first light, um, and have another, a giant green and get ready to go off, head towards the ocean. Uh, Fred, I'm going to lead with this one, just standing on that first tee, finally getting to Bandon after all that buildup and all that weight. What did you think? What did the those first two holes um, that are kind of an appetizer uh, before you head out uh, over the ridge? But just talk to me about where kind of what you remember where your headspace was on Old Mac. Um. So uh, how do I say this? The the first those first two holes um are I will say uh, I I'm gonna get crucified for this but we're a little underwhelming in my in my book like you walk up there and you know you hear about banded dunes and you see these things and you're like oh my gosh the ocean the ocean and you know all, all you see is a is a big you know uh sand dune with grass and trees on one side and and some open area on the other there's nothing around it i got a very uh, um 
a very clear Sand Valley vibe, like uh, not the Mammoth side, but the other side. Uh, what is that? Sand Valley? Sand Valley proper. Um, yeah. Yeah. I um, I got a very, I got a good vibe of that. That first hole kind of reminded me of the first hole on Old Mac. Um, it was greener, obviously, but um, I didn't see any ocean. I didn't see anything like that. So uh, it, it was a bit of a, uh, it was a bit underwhelming. But then, as you said, as you as you crest the crest up the hill on three, then that changes. It, it has a almost a little Ely vibe, you know, coming up the hill on number uh, number two there, and you get the uh, the ocean or the the fife behind you uh, or past the city. But that was that was my first take. Was I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, this it's it's awesome. We're you know we're in Oregon. This is great, but. Um, it didn't hit me until later on when we get over onto the um, over the dune toward the toward the water is when it really kind of hits you where you're at. Matt, any different experience? Um, no, pretty similar. You know, again, first tee. I was in the second group, so you know the first group had gone off before us, um, and again we were setting the pace. So it was that de- there was definitely a vibe of everybody there being like, "All right, get your ass moving." Otherwise, you're going to hold up the entire day. Um, so there was a little bit of the the kick in the ass aspect. Um, I was also myself personally experiencing the don't embarrass yourself, don't embarrass yourself, don't embarrass yourself for a few more holes. Um, but yeah, it's it sets up like a very nice golf course, but not, you know, when you built it up in your head for 18 months, yeah, the opening of Old Mac is not is not what you had in your head, uh, and that's okay. It's actually probably a good thing because if you it's started a, out on some of the some of the beastly stuff there, if you could go sideways <laughs> really really quickly. Yeah, it's a gentle throat clearing, and mm-hmm. you know they want we've talked about they want to get you to the coast. You know they they saved all of the best land not for the clubhouse. So they've got to, you know, from back in the woods, they've got to get you to the coast and, you know, it, it takes two holes there, but you know, that's my one big complaint on my write up about um, a place I'm fond of Arcadia bluff. You know, you've got 17 holes where you're, you can see, or you're pointed at the ocean, but the, the first hole, it's a par five, almost 600 yards in the other direction going inland. Like what, what this is, this, that, what? No, the ocean's over there. Dummies. What? So yeah, Fred, I can kind of understand that that feeling that you you've been thinking, but um, but then you get to three, uh, and the third for people that aren't aware, of listeners, Old Mac is a course. It was, I guess, universally hailed as the worst land at the Bandon Dunes in that area. So they built it. It's Fred, much like Black Creek, it's a course of in, interpretations of charles blair mcdonald's template holes okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah which we've got some experience with having played where we've played in scotland where a lot of these template holes come from we've seen these concepts um before but then you get to three so you play these first two holes a, a par four par three and then you get to a tee box and there's a basically a mountain of sand in front of you with a dead tree on top of it and you're they just say hit it over there and that's when um, so I ask you, I'll frame it like this, Matt Cheney, better walk up the second hole at Ely to the top, to the green or up over the Sahara 
at the third hole at Old Mac to see what lays behind it. It's Ely, but it's close. Okay. Um, the and, and part of it was, you know, they 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 talk about that that you know it's coming at Old Mac. It's publicized. That's part of the deal there. The yeah. caddies talk about it before you get to it. Ely was a bit of a pleasant surprise. Okay. Um, I would take I would take Ely, but like I said, it's close. It's a great blind shot. You're hitting up over this this sand mound that's what about 100, 150 yards in front of you. It's 60 well, unless you're me, and then you're hitting right smack into the face of it. <laughs> Six, 60 or seventy feet tall, so you you have no depth frame of reference. You just got this tree that you're not supposed to hit, um, <laughs> which I hit dangerously close to. A couple of us just like, oh, don't hit it there. Well, that's just where my ball is gonna you know going to go. Um, and then you trudge up kind of the trail to get to the top. And Fred, tell listeners what's waiting for you once you get to the top of that sand mountain. Well, first of all, it's a it's a lovely downhill piece after walking up that son of a gun. Um, uh, but it's it's beautiful. You walk up there, and um, it's everything that you're expecting or that you have been um, dreaming that you're going to experience when you get out there. Uh, you see, you see probably, I mean, you, you probably almost see every hole, every other hole there. You could probably see all 16 holes from up there. And some Um, from dunes from pack. Exactly. Yeah. You can see the whole course laid out in front of you and the beautiful rolling, you know, dunes, the, the landscape is, um, you you know, not trying to sound all, you know, wishy-washy or whatever, but it's, it's a little bit breathtaking. Um, you get up there, you see the ocean for the first time. Um, the, the gorse, the, the, that's your introduction. There's gorse everywhere. Kind of that. Those are your plane quarters. That's not treed. It's, yep. it's, it's Heather and gorse. And the, and the thing that I remember the most was that, that salty, heavy wind that popped me right in the face. And it wasn't, it wasn't a hard wind. It was, it was a noticeable, a noticeable, Wow. A noticeable breeze that was extremely heavy. That reminded me of, you know, our time. Well, especially um, when we played the old course, because it was early. It was it was very heavy and it had that, you know, kind of sea smell to it. Like when Mm -hmm. you go to the beach um, and and then it all kind of came together. You know, it's a beautiful hole. That fairway runs, you know. Um, I probably hit, you know, I hit a very, very good drive and I was way down there. It ran forever. Um, and that walk, you know, that walk down the hill to the f- couple of the flat spots in that fairway, you're looking downhill to the green. Um, that really, really, I don't think that we could have started on a better course just for that reason. You know, it, it was kind of nice as Matt kind of alluded to that, you know, it kind of puts you your expectations, you feel like you, you know, your expectations were way too high for those first two holes and you get to the top and it, it feels like they just said, yeah, we're just kidding, boys. Here, here it is. This is that, what you're going to have for the next two, three days. That's where you start smiling. You get, you start yeah. walking down towards that enormous green on mm-hmm. three at Old Mac and that's when it hits you like, oh, okay, we're going to be all right here. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. where you hit it. Hit a good drive, challenge it, you know, be – off the side, I almost hit it off the course on that hole. It didn't matter. That was that was fun. It's like okay, here's 
this is going to be the challenge for the next three days. This is fantastic. Um, I assume Matt, you had something similar, uh, or or did you get enough blood moving that you could start enjoying yourself? Yeah, once you got over the mountain. Um, yeah, the I, you know, I, it, it took till about. I remember a noticeable change between seven green and eight T, but even even that. With that said, yeah, like I said, I had a bad tee shot there, right into the face of the of the hill, and it rolled back toward me. Um, but luckily, it's only I think three forty or something like that. So I was still able to, you know, hit a six iron up over there and and get it down by the green somewhere. So, you know, the rest of you got to experience it about, you know, 90 seconds before I did. But um, yeah, no, it was it was a similar similar type of thing where, you know, you kind of you trudge up that hill. And, you know, if you're like Fred and I, you're mostly out of breath at that point, even though we're not carrying our own bags. And uh, and yeah, you, you get that view and you you're really introduced to what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, I mentioned it's a, a course full of template holes. Um, so what that did for me, it, it was, that was the last place I think that I felt something familiar with a few exceptions. There were, you know, there are two core Crenshaw courses there, which I've played several of their courses designed. So, on Sheep Ranch, I saw some familiar elements like, okay, this hole reminds me of something at Dormy or this hole reminds me of something at Kapalua. It was it's like, okay, they're in the same family. They're cousins. But the beauty of the the templates, the, the hole designs at Old Mac is that while you're out there in this completely foreign environment, you know, for me, it's like, okay, it gave me a chance to play well right out of the bat. You know, whatever nerves I had, whatever fatigue from the cross country, it's like, okay, this is a, uh, this is a beer ridge green. Okay. I know what to do. I know what this is going to do next. There's a, there's a road hole green. It's like, okay, stay away from that bunker. That bunker is going to be death. Okay. Um, some of those few things that I've picked up playing over the years, um, which I thought, you know, as a starter course, again, gave me an L gave me an element of familiarity, um, I think it would have been a letdown later in the trip. You know, that, that was, as you said, that was just a great place to start. Um, was there anything remark, anything you wanted to remark on as far as old Mac? Yeah, Matt, go ahead. So I wanted to ask you a question. Sure. Am I correct? Do a lot of, the groups start out on old Mac. Is that something that is kind of out there as if you're going to do band in old Mac's a good one to start on, or is it just cut? Did it work out that way? How, how did you decide to start us there? Um, I think word of mouth that is a recommendation. My friend, Ethan, friend of the pod, Ethan Fisher, when I told him what our lineup was, he said, that's exactly what he would do when he goes back. Um, I, you know, the, as I mentioned, old Mac is generally considered to be on the worst land, the, the least breathtaking of the land. You've got that one big ridge back, and then you've got the one big tee box up there on the coast. And the rest of the time, you're just kind of trudging around in between gorse and, and bunkers. Um, that's why they use the, the templates to make it, you know, to really kind of put something creative on it. And again, it being a template course and homage, um, so less of, an original creation than the others, you know, abandoned dunes. The course was so revolutionary. Um, 
I know that there are some people that want to play them in chronological order, you know, go from dunes to pack to, um, I guess old Mac and trails and sheep ranch. Cause it's the newest one. I think I've got that right. Um, but no, that was for us. It was an availability thing. I knew that we would do 36, 18, 36. And with Pacific dunes probably being the course that gets the most, coverage the most positive feedback because you spend so much time next to the ocean the way it's routed um i wanted that to be our 18 day the one where we didn't have to we weren't hurrying to get someplace else um so it, it was a little bit of happenstance a little bit of luck um oh. but maybe maybe the resort is maybe they're kind of trained to steer people that way if someone's going to do the whole six pack um and, you know, I, and i i wondered the reason i wondered that is you know for a little inside baseball for for the listeners here every once in a while dave will send us hey here's what you know we're going to talk today about this you know maybe you know get your thoughts together on it and the first thought that i had about old mac was i want it it makes sense to start there for a lot of the reasons that you said it you know the gentle you know you know it's a gentle entry into some of it it's not super long um, so that if you're not quite hitting it flush yet, it's not going to hurt you too badly. Yeah. You can definitely um, scrape, scrape the ball around there and, and get away with it. Absolutely. Um, it's not overly, like I said, it's not overly long, so it's not overly taxing. It's not, there's not, I mean, there's up and down. I just talked about trudging up and down three, but compared to some of the other, compared to trails, it's nothing like that. Um, so it is kind of a good gentle entry, but I wonder if. Old Mac suffers a little bit from you're not quite ready to process it yet. Uh, at least it didn't, I think, in my book. Um, when, you know, you asked us kind of on our way out or maybe shortly afterward to rank, you know, what your favorites were. I'm going to guess Old Mac finished toward the back of most of the people that you asked. We'll reveal that later, but okay. it, it, I think it actually held its own. Did it? Okay. And it, it finished toward the back for me. And it wasn't mm -hmm. because I didn't like it. But I think it's one of those where it's it's your first shot out of the gate. And it's not, it doesn't have some of the things that the other courses have as far as being monumental, as far as being, you know, trails is its own thing. Um, Sheep Ranch is kind of its own weird thing. Um and I think old Mac, if it's, if it's a situation where, you know, the fact that we played it first, I think maybe I wasn't ready to process all that it had to offer. I was just kind of trying to get through it a little bit and get my sea legs. Um, I would bet so that that's a common experience, especially I think, you know, with remembering three accepted that the course probably starts at eight for a lot of people. So mm -hmm. the, the seventh hole you play up to a blind green and you get up to the green, all of a sudden the ocean is right behind the hole. Like there's a little bit of runoff behind it, but not much. And all of a sudden you've got a 200 foot bluff down to the beach in the ocean. And that's the first time you really have contact with the sea. Like yep. Fred has said, you, you have smelled it all morning. You have felt its breezes one direction or the other. But once you get up to that top spot and then at eight T I think there's a concession stand up there. There is uh, snack shack or something. But then you're standing on eight T. It's like okay, 
you've been hit. You've you've had your all moment uh, coming up that hill. You've had a snack, maybe a beverage, and then you've got ten holes left. You know to to do with it what you can, and you're you're at the highest point of the course, unless I'm mistaken. You're uh, the the lord of all that you see. You have that moment, and you're hitting down to a Beeritz Green, which is probably the most well known of all the template holes because it's that really funky green that you've got a plateau, then a big valley, and then another plateau. And, you know, that's just, for me, that's just a fun shot because you can get away with hitting it so terrible and have it work out so many different ways. Like you, four putt is in play, you know, on every beer ridge green. Always. Um, four putts in play on a lot of greens out at Bandit Dunes. They don't put that in the brochure either. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I get kind of what you're saying. And I think, yes, there are, there's some good architecture and some, some great land movement before you get, but really the course, the core, the, the competitive part of the course and the memorable parts of the course for me started once you get up to the ocean and you play your way kind of back down towards the clubhouse. Now, Fred, we've, we've made you be quiet for a while. Do you have some, some thoughts or, or questions in there? Um, uh, no, I don't think so. I think you guys were right on, you know, uh, our cat, Dave, I think you and I were in the same group that morning. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and the caddies were, you know, the caddies said, like, hey, you know, this hole doesn't look like, you know, too much. You want to keep it to the right. But, you know, just remember when you trudge up this hill, you know, to get to the top, it's worth it. You know, so you knew something was up there and you know it's the ocean. But um, that is that is quite the view. You know, that is that is quite the view standing on 8T, you know, uh, waiting for waiting for the group to get off of the par three in front of you and, and looking behind you and, you know, just chatting with everybody. That, that is a, that is a great moment, you know, in, in that first round. And, and you, like you said, you have, you know, those, those next 10 holes that go back to the clubhouse are, are really good. You know, they're all good, but those are, those are especially good. And um, you know, it, it kind of, you kind of realize, you know, what you're in for. It gives you a little bit of a taste of, you know, here's the ocean. You're going to see it again, but you're not going to be right on it. But don't worry, it, it's coming. You know, it, it might be tomorrow, but it'll be there. Yeah, it was a great harbinger of what was to come, that that particular mm -hmm. spot. Um, because you do, you kind of, if you can imagine, listeners, a, I don't know, a a big bowl uh, with sand mountain sides, maybe a mile wide, a couple of miles, mile and a half wide. Uh, with one side being a ocean, you know, the bluff at the top of the ocean, then you go downhill and then you run into another one, which is the one we talked about at three. And you can see and everything in between there, there's just golf holes, just kind of crisscrossing back and forth here and there, here to and there. Um, it's a really, it, it gets you excited. You know, that, that, it, as you're saying, Matt, that's perfect to start a morning with because you get excited like, oh, this is what we're in for. Look at where we are. Um, so yeah, I, I stole your your line and interrupted your thought. Did, I don't know if you had anything else beyond that, Matt. Um, so that was that was our old Mac experience. It was you know a nice gentle handshake. I don't think anybody had their worst score there, as you mentioned. It's it's pretty short. Um, I I personally I really enjoyed the closing stretch. You know, it suffers a little bit because they there's no food at Old Mac. I mean, there's a snack bar and a, a halfway snack shop. They were building and i think it will be ready 
for the the 2024 season. They're building a big fancy restaurant right behind the 18th green, which was, um, if you remember, that was the punch bowl. You know, that was the one our caddies gave us the choice that do you want to play this straight and play at the flag, or do you want to play the the roller coaster shot, kind of the way the the hole was designed, and you know, even whether they hit a good drive or bad drive, you 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 have options, and that's the one thing that Bandon, the whole resort is all of those golf courses give you options to play. Um, Fred, are you okay? Um, I, I would, I would like to go back to that when you're done. Okay. Uh, I, I, I've been thinking about this all day and I want to get it off my chest. Well, you're on the 18th tee, Fred, and the deer are 20 yards to your right. And they're just minding yeah. their own, they're minding their own business. Then they, they're unconcerned that you're there. And I was largely unconcerned that they were there. So, Take it away, Fred. <laughs> so my comment, and, and um, for the folks who, the listeners of the show, uh, can remember a previous podcast at, when we played Black Creek. Um, and the Private punch Club bowl. in Chattanooga, yeah. Yeah, the punch bowl there. And how I was adamant that I did not like that hole. I did not find that hole pleasing because it was a par four or a par five. And that was my big debate. So I'm asking you, Dave, which of those two par fives is a better risk reward hole? Is the last one at Old Mac a, a par five? Nope. It's a par four. Okay. Um, the, well, they're different, Fred. And here's, here's why there's a big, so the 18th at Old Mac is kind of a boomerang shaped green with a backboard okay there's a Uh big there's a big scruffy mound right in front of it but you can Uh see both lobes of the boomerang and the flags usually on one side or the other very rarely i think Uh it's right behind that mound and there's some shells um so you've got your choice is which side are you going to go are you going to fly it in there if you've got a good i think i only had like 160 yards uh of net shot left so i could just hit a six or seven iron up high over it and try to get the ball to stop up by the flag. Or I could hit a little lower running shot a little harder in there from the left side and let it boomerang around. And mine did. And it came all the way around and almost came off the front, which is which was fun because you get to see most of it. And then your ball disappears behind that little knob, and then you're waiting to see if it comes out the other side. Um, the I, I think it's a different risk-reward. The one down at Black Creek, par 5, it has a huge mound in front of it probably 30 or 40 feet tall. So you can't see any of the green. It's a truly blind shot punch bowl at Black Creek. You're literally aiming. There's a bullseye nailed to a tree off in the, the distance a couple of miles away. And like the you're told kind of on the scorecard, aim at that. That's where the green is. Um, And if you're a long enough hitter, you can go. The green is big enough that you can go forward in two and it will rattle around uh the sides of that bowl and probably come to rest if you're lucky on the putting surface somewhere on a relatively flat spot um so you're not going to get me to say one is better than the other they're different risks and different rewards fred and they're both great um then they both i think they fit the land fantastic the one at the advantage that the one has at old mac and for me personally is that you can see your ball on the ground. That's why I like preserve. That's why I like pitch and putt courses. 
because you get the ball on the ground and you see what happens and that's when the fun starts and you start to learn to try to control it right left short whatever you know it's uh it, it's almost an extension of your putter and so that's why i really enjoyed 18 at old mac tell me why you loved it fred so my again um i think it was charlie was it not charlie was Char Charlie was with us, I think, that time, and he was adamant that that hole was awesome. It was because, awesome. Because, no, uh, <laughs> not the par five. It was awesome. It was not awesome. Can continue on. Because it, it further, it further um, pushes the distance is everything in golf, in my opinion. Because I hit. Um, you know, I wasn't that far behind you guys, you know, uh, on the par five, but I mean, let's say, how far did you have there? Do, do you remember offhand? I, I know it was more than 200 for me. Um, and you guys weren't that far in front of me. Oh, at it was, the time. It I was think a hybrid. The, so it was I, in your somewhere, yeah. anywhere between 180 and 220. Yeah. So, so we're talking, you know, the, the whole, the whole gist of this hole is this giant punch bowl that you know you're going to fire it up there and it's going to roll around and you know somehow come on the green and i was like it it does it only favors a person who's you know who is going for that green into anyway like I, I mean i still hit three wood but i didn't get there right so so to me then i'm chipping right then i'm chipping downhill in this tall grass this big green and i was like this stinks i was like this stinks now we go to old mac and it's a long par four. You said you had 160-ish in there. I think I had 180, 175, something like that in there. So that's about right. It's about 10, 15, 20 yards between us. If you really get a hold of one, it's probably closer to 20 yards between the two of us off the tee. So, I mean, I still had an option, right? I still had an option on that hole. I could have played, uh, you know, a normal probably, you know, maybe four iron you know, up the left side, played for the big lobe of the green, right? Or I could have tried to been aggressive, still take that line, play it further, let it hit the green and run back there and then run to the other side of the green. To me, that's a punch bowl. That's exciting. That's exciting for everyone. Not just not just somebody that's going to hit a ball, you know, 230 off of 240 off the tee and then be able to hit another, you know, 200 yard shot into a big punch bowl on a par five. I mean, you guys can do that anyway on a normal hole. What you've just heard, ladies and gentlemen, is Fred has begun lobbying. He's not 50 yet, but he has begun lobbying to move up a tee box. And that was his whole monologue. He was trying to lay a trap for me to say that he could move up a tee box on the next trip and take all of our money, and I'm not falling for it. Good try. I love you. No, thank you. Uh, the It does. Old Mac finishes with a nice flurry um that walking in you know there's kind of a you're walking back to a clubhouse that's inland you're away from the ocean you're away from that big part of the the physical landmass and it, you know I, I my feet may have been on the ground i don't know i was pretty happy at that point i had a good round going um old mac is just fun it is more fun than it is challenging if you've got a if you've got a spectrum of fun and challenge it's the course that's all the way on fun. Like you shouldn't, it's pretty hard to lose a bunch of golf balls at Bandit anyway. There's almost, you know, unless you hit one into the gorse or a crow takes it, which is a distinct possibility. Golf balls looking awful lot like marshmallows. Um, 
you're probably going to get around there with one ball or two balls and have had yourself some fun. Um, there are names for all of the holes for all of the templates. So we're going to have a little pop quiz to see which ones I know you guys didn't review this beforehand. So that's why it's a pop quiz. Uh, we're going to play a little true false, the name of holes that are on the course. We'll start with you, Matt Cheney, uh, Cape hole, real or fake. Cape. Cape. C-A-P, like Cape Cod. I'm going to say that's true. It is, even though there's no water hazards on it. Fred, bottle. No. That's true. It's there. Uh, Matt Cheney, the London hole. The London. No, I don't. No, false. Correct. It's the Leaven hole. It's the one next door from Scotland. Ah. Uh, Fred, the Westward Ho. Westward Ho? Sounds very mean, but um, I'm going to say yes. Correct. That's the 15th hole. Westward Ho is a course up in New England. Apparently, it has one famous hole. Uh, Matt Cheney, the Panama hole. What the hell would that mean? No, I'm going to say false. It is false. That's the one. That's the ninth hole at Carnoustie. Uh, let's see. The double plateau, Fred. Yes. Correct. Uh, Matt Cheney, the short hole. <laughs> short hole. That feels like something silly they would do. Yes, true. Correct. Uh, there was one at the Open Championship. The original one was was played this summer. Uh Fred May, the long hole. Yes. Correct. Uh, Matt Cheney, the bishop hole. The bishop. False. Correct. I made that one up. Uh, <laughs> Fred, close us out with the stadium hole. Mm, false. That's right. You've been reading your Friday. Good job, boys. Your batting average was much better this week. Um <laughs> Yeah, modern interpretations. They did the best they could with the land uh, and and made a, a good time out there. So, you know, for, for me, it was a, as we've kind of beat that horse to death now, it was a, a great introduction of what was to come, um, which was an important, to your question to me, Matt, I'm, I'm struggling to imagine what, how the trip would have set up better if we had started on one of the other courses. You know, we, we paired it that day uh, after lunch, we went over to Bandon Dunes, the original OG Bandon course. And I specifically, and maybe I requested that one because I knew that was on the ocean. I wanted that kind of in the afternoon with that. It wasn't quite setting sun at that point, but those last couple holes, there was a little bit of that golden, golden gauze draped over everything out there. Um, which it would have made sense, I you know maybe to do um, Sheep Ranch in the afternoon, but I think everyone said that the wind at Sheep Ranch is really bad in the afternoon. They said it was blowing forty or fifty in the afternoon, so I was very glad. You know, we can mention that when we get to to there. Um, so yes, if, if anyone's planning on going out there, um, to your point, Old Mac is the one that probably comes up last in a lot of the the votes, Matt Cheney, but. Yeah, not to be missed, not to be trifled with. It's a it's a whole lot of fun. And Fred, I'll, I'll 
turn closing remarks over to you if you have any final thoughts on that first day or just kind of the the introduction to golf and Bandon Dunes and and how that sets you up for the the rest of the trip and lands in the old memory bank. Um, I, I would say that uh, you know that, that first morning, you know, waking up, um, knowing that you were there, there was a lot of anticipation because we got there, you know, the day before. Um, and you know, this is one of the only times that you know, uh, the the trip didn't have like a play around the day, the travel day. Right. So you saw what that did to Matt. Yeah. Matt, Matt, well, (laughs) Matt, Matt had, Matt had. Why we play golf, Fred. Save me for myself a little bit. And, uh, and Matt alone time with a, with a case of beer and no parental, no parental duties for (laughs) 12 hours on his own. That's bad Bad, news, man. Bad idea. Um, but, um, the anticipation of being there and the, and the drive, you know, you fly in and the drive there um, the whole time, you know, what's going on, you know, it's the same thing with Scotland, but when we got to Scotland, you know, it was, it was all different, right. You know, it was, it was a different country, different, everything Um, there, you know, you're still, you're still in the States. You're you're still at a golf course. You drive back, you see a little bit of the water, but you know, Hey, there's, there's water on golf courses. Um, The first, the first morning, is always exciting. Um, you know, the ride over the hitting golf balls on the range, everybody talking, you know, their, their form of, you know, smack to everybody and, you know, how much you're going to play for today and this and that, and I'll take your $2 and this and that. And then in the first two holes, you know, you're like, okay, I'm here. This is cool. You know, the course is great, but again, not, not, as you said, Dave, not to beat the horse, but, you know, cresting that hill, coming down, you know, three, three fairway. Um, it's quite the experience, you know, that, that course is, is different than anything that I've ever played. I assume any different than anything that you guys have ever played. It was, it was probably, probably the best aspects of almost every golf course I've golf courses I've ever played, you know, the, from the ground to the weather, um, to the views, to everything. It, it is golf should have been played there for hundreds of years. Um, it's ideal for it. And that might sound crazy to some folks that don't, that don't love golf or whatever else, but for, for those out there that listen that, you know, truly love all aspects of golf. I can't think of a better place to go and play. Matt, I'm going to make you forget your thoughts here for a second. I'm going to interject a thought experiment. You know, we, we all kind of universally agree that that third hole is where the fun begins. Should that be a 16-hole golf course? Would that be the world's best 16-hole golf course if you just moved, if you did something different? Because I still love 18. You can still finish there. But if you had, you know, if you walked past maybe a practice facility or if they had a little short course there instead of those first two holes, and then you started with that epic, like Ely, where you've got to hit it. You've got to have your game and get it up over the mound to start. And then you walk up and you see you've got that big reveal. Is that is that asking too much? Do you get too close to having only all-stars at that point? I think it would work. You know, the, the Tom Doak has been on a kick of non-traditionalism. You know, Sedge Valley is what is a is a par 68 that's opening that just opened up in Wisconsin, the one that's up in Sand Valley, the Sedge. Um, 
it's it's the next door neighbor to the Lido, Fred. There's two more courses up there since when we were there. And, you know, he did the reversible course at the loop at Porous Dunes. You know, uh, maybe the Kaisers weren't going that bold. You know, the the punch bowl or Bannon Preserve is that 13 holes. Like, that, do anything you want. Just make sure it's not 18 holes. Make sure it's an odd number. I wonder if, in retrospect, um, you know, architects use different holes different ways. And, you know, they don't want uh, – they don't want everything to be an all-star because then it turns into it's too much. The sensory overload, if everything's special, then nothing's special type situation, right? If everything's an emergency, there are no emergencies. But I'm wondering how differently we would feel and the, and the public writ large would feel if you started on 3T and that was the golf course. Well, and, and I think I think that would be the hook then, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know that old Mac has a hook the way that the others do. Yeah. It's just the templates. It's just for the golf nerds like me. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, a great interpretation or, eh, you know, of all the templates. Right. I think then all of a sudden there would get a little extra cachet for being, oh, it's, it's the 16 holder. It's the unique one. It's the, it's the punch you in the face with the first hole. You come right out of the gate. Um, you'd get starched old guard perception. Yeah, you'd get starched old guard to be like, "Golf has to be eighteen holes." What are you doing? You know that, right. but but yeah, you know. There's. I was just listen, listening to you guys respond to kind of that layout. That would be that'd be interesting in a, in a parallel universe. That might be a winner. And I don't. I don't think it. I'm not saying that it needs it. Because my final thought was going to be, I just got done telling you that, you know, old Mac is number five of five on my list. And then I'm also going to tell you most of the listeners that it is one of the top two courses that they've just, you know, it is better than almost every one of the courses any of the people listening have played recently. Like, it's great. It's really great. And if you are going there, take the time to look around and, and, you know, really look at it and experience it and, and, you know, don't let it be an afterthought because it shouldn't be. It's a great course. It just happens to be surrounded by other really great courses. Yeah. It's in a, it's Um, in a really nice neighborhood. (laughs) It is. Yeah. It's it's the worst house in the best neighborhood for sure. Right. Right. Um, That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, yeah, she she's got really, really attractive friends. That doesn't right. make her not attractive, right? Like, right. You know, right. don't don't sleep on old Mac. No, that's definitely definitely not. I mean, it was it was fun to play. And Dave, I think you were right that it's it's more fun than and I would say, you know, challenging. I mean, it's it's very friendly, you know, that first hole can't be much more friendly you know it's a what is it a friendly handshake to start yeah firm, that, nice firm handshake yeah, yeah. that part three a part three is not easy i no, mean that, that bunker will snatch you yeah that bunker is not good um so it's not it's not that you can throw those holes away right i mean they're they're good holes i mean i'm not saying they're not I, I, but but man it it is just like I said, I don't know if it's the anticipation of of going out there. And like you said, we've known about it for a while. And everybody, that was always someplace everybody wanted to go. It was a it was a big trip, a first big trip like that. So 
the anticipation of the ocean and the ocean holes and the the you know the links layouts i just didn't i didn't get that linksy feeling until you know we came over the hill and then it you know then it just really it really hit you so again beating the dead horse here but no it, old mac is a a fine golf course it's was not the most difficult walk maybe not the easiest getting up those those two ridges um you know it doesn't spend a ton of time on the ocean so you cherish your view while you're up there um, but is a, a good time to be had and, and, and a course to be savored uh, for sure. Hey, thanks for stopping by for this episode of the Blind Shot Podcast. Old Mac is a treat. If it was the best course of Bandon Dunes, it'd still be worth traveling all that way to play it and play the others for a few days. Remember, if you want to elevate your Blind Shots podcast experience, Head over to the One Bearded Golfer channel on YouTube to catch a fun snippet or two of the show. It doesn't cost anything. You might as well. Uh, More importantly, I hope you enjoyed what you heard here today. If you didn't enjoy this episode, I'm sorry. We'll try to do better next time, though it'll likely just be more of the same, if history is any indicator. Here's the important part. Sit up straight and remember to drink lots of water. Good posture and good hydration are the foundations of good health and good movement on and off the golf course. And as always... When you have the choice, do decide to go for it and take dead aim. Look at him with the gear. Yes. Yes. Oh, I was wearing it before. He's but. he's won and a half national championships since the 1940s, ladies and gentlemen. He oh, is, it's don't, he don't is give me this happy. half. It was a Tom Osborne consolation going away prize. Don't <laughs> even, don't even. It was half. <laughs> Being generous with the half. Congratulations to on all your success. I I do not know what to do with myself. Right, sure. the Lions won, Michigan yeah, won. That's the, I, I think I think I, Michigan even beat Ohio State badly on on the court this week. What, they won today. They're, they're yeah. awful. Yeah, they're bad. Awful. Like and just yeah, let Phil Martelli take over. That well, there's something <laughs> to be said for that. <laughs> but. Could you guys keep it down? I'm trying to like sort out my pills for the week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>